1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a busy day in Scottish football. Jota's move to Saudi Arabia edges closer. It's one Australian in and one Australian out for Celtic. Rangers agree a fee with Cremonese for Serial Dessers and the fixtures for next season have been revealed. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Hugh Keevans. Well, uh, on the 5th of August by half past two, Celtic will be three points clear at the top of the league after they have beaten Ross County at Celtic Park and therefore all the pressure will be on Rangers at Kilmarnock at half past five so it's a league decider at Rugby Park 5.30 August the 5th and I'm only kidding well there we go there is so much happening today lots of stories breaking 6.55 this morning I think it was yeah. tweeted out that Aaron Moy has decided to retire from football at the age of 32 Celtic also announcing the signing of Marco Tilio, as I mentioned there. There's, of course, that story with Jota. Looks as if he's edging closer to a big money move to Saudi Arabia. Rangers have agreed a fee with Cremonese for Serial Dessers. The fixtures are out. There's been yeah. quite a lot of talk about a, a certain Celtic home kit as well that's been released today, Hugh. Uh, well, you showed me the photograph of it, and uh, I don't know. We'll have to see it in the flesh, as it were. Uh, but with regard to Jota, uh, I think the Celtic supporters can be sad about his departure, if indeed it is his departure, but they have to be realistic at the same time. Jota himself will get life-changing money, and we use that expression glibly, but it is life-changing money if he goes to uh, Saudi Arabia, and Celtic will get the kind of fee that only comes along once in a Moussa Dembele, Kieran Tierney while. Well, surely you've got thoughts on some of these topics. We'd love to hear them. 01419511025, or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. But we do love to hear from you on the phone. So 01419511025. It's tough to know where to start on a day like this, Hugh. But you did mention Jota's potential move to Saudi Arabia. It's Al Etihad or the the club that he's being linked with. The, the story came about yesterday, and I think people were sort of unsure about, mm. you know, its legitimacy. It had come initially from a, a Qatari outlet. It's now being widely reported and a lot more figures floating around that could be a deal in excess of £20 million and the sheer wages involved as well. £10 million a year is what yeah. was being quoted, just shy of £200,000 a week. And therefore you cannot deny Jota the chance to earn that kind of money. Uh, for Celtic, I think it would be very good business. Uh but both of them, Celtic and Rangers, clearly gearing up Marco Tilio. We know very little about him, but he's there. He's the second uh, signing since Brendan Rodgers took over. And uh, Serio Dessers from Cremonese fills the, the Michael Beale profile. Someone, again, that we don't know a lot about. Someone who is going to have to join a lot of other players who will need to gel quickly and hit the ground running because... The first Old Firm Derby is on the 3rd of September. Well, as I say, 01419511025. We want to hear from you just on that Jota deal. There's been a lot of talk about Saudi Arabia and the moves they're making in terms of trying to raise their profile and standing in world football. You've seen the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo, Karim Benzema go over there mm. and Golo Kante as well. I don't think many people would have thought that Scottish football would be getting involved in this, but there's certainly a Portuguese link there. You look at yeah. Al Etihad and their manager, 
Nuno Espirito Santo he's Portuguese his or one of his coaches is the former Hearts manager Ian Cathro who the two of them have worked together for a long time so there's certainly a link there and it looks as if they've identified Jota as one of the players that they want to help with this mission well there's far too much smoke for there not to be a fire and if this story were not true Celtic could have nipped it in the bud by this time but why should they? Uh, because Celtic, I would imagine, want the deal to be done. As I say, every now and then a Moussa Dembele comes along or a Kieran Tierney who went for £25 million, or you know the other big transfers that Celtic have had uh, with Odson Edward and Christopher Eyre. And it, it goes back a long way. So they've only had him on a permanent deal for 12 months and they're getting the chance to make a substantial profit. So... I think Celtic would be interested in this deal. Whether the supporters agree with allowing Jota to go to the United Arab Emirates, that's for them to tell us. Yeah, well, we talk about the player trading model. It's words you hear all the time. And this is a, a perfect example of it, really. Because if you say to Celtic or Rangers that you bring in a player for six and a half million one summer and are able to sell him for... 20 million in excess mm. of 20 million pounds that is exactly what clubs in Scotland need to be doing if they want to try and keep up with the money that other clubs in Europe get through prize money and television rights and things like that Celtic uh, have been doing this for years uh, Rangers have only laterally caught on to it and they've made decent money from the likes of Calvin Bassey uh, and Nathan Patterson to Everton um, but uh, this is what makes our world go round and at the moment Celtic are cash rich and they're about to be cash even richer. Yeah, the knock-on effect will certainly be interesting because you look at the talk of when Brendan Rodgers was coming in and it was all about the money he would have to spend this mm. summer and now that's going to be another chunk of money you would expect on top of that if this deal goes through. So it will be certainly interesting to see how Brendan Rodgers now moulds the squad with the money he's got available. Well, the, the, we mustn't forget at the same time there's also a, a clause in Jota's contract that, that gives 30% of the fee back to Benfica, uh, the club from whom he joined Celtic. Uh, but there's plenty of money there for Brendan Rodgers and I've always been of the opinion that Dermot Desmond is bankrolling this whole venture to bring uh, Brendan Rodgers back to Celtic Park and now on top of the money in the bank, there is more money coming along. So Celtic certainly should have no problem between now and August the 5th in adding, and adding in a fairly spectacular way, to the squad that won the treble last season. 01419511025 if you want to get involved. Paul is up first, a Celtic fan in Hamilton. Paul, what are you making of this potential deal for Jota going to Saudi Arabia? Forget one thing, there's a 30% selling close to Benfica. So Selly's only roughly getting about what, 13 point seven, fourteen million. Forgetting that, I mean, you're seeing you're bound to this big money. Yeah, we're only really getting a profit here about seven million of because we paid seven for them. I mean, it is doubling the money. If, if you, you know, we need to see the exact figures and exact figures never tend to come out, but the talk at the moment is it could be 20 million potentially rising to yeah. 25 million. Yes, Benfica will get 30% of that because of the sell-on clause yeah. they've got, but if you are able to, in 12 months, double your money on a player or do even better than that, it's not yeah. bad business, is it? Paul, what I would say to you in response is, what do you want Celtic to do? Do you want them to turn down the money? Oh, no, you're going to take the money. I mean, obviously, I think... Well, I think what are you on about then, Paul? 
Well, you are saying it's all big money, big money all the time. Yeah. And it's not, but you actually saw it. Sweeping the wee bit under the carpet You're not putting out all the full information Well, before you come on the line I did say there was a 30% fee payable to Benfica Because that was a a part of the deal That took him from Portugal to Celtic So I said it before you came on the line I never heard you I never heard you Must have been phoning at the time So my hard man Right but I, I, I repeat, you know, I, I know that Celtic fans can be disappointed that he's been the scorer of some memorable goals, Jota, uh, both domestically and in European football. Uh, but this kind of deal is what Scottish clubs have to do periodically when they come along. Uh, and it's a good profit for Celtic, even with the money going to Benfica. Um, and it's something that, you know, Brendan Rodgers... I think would approve of but it's up to Brendan Rodgers now to get some of that money and a very large chunk of that money and buy players for Celtic Yeah Paul is it one you think Celtic fans may be split on in terms of you know emotionally they'll be upset that Jota's leaving because he certainly is a fan's favourite but those are the sales that clubs like Celtic need to make if they want to go on and try and compete in Europe Um. Well, we don't know about this all the the wingers all we're bringing in and placing them. You know, obviously, tell you we don't we don't know nothing about them. We didn't know nothing about Joe either. Um, no players, not replaceable. Um, I was sad to see him go, but it's to, one of these things. I wish him all the best. To be fair, Paul, I don't think it's correct to say that Marco Tilio from Melbourne City has been signed as the direct replacement for Jota because I think it's coincidental that the news of Jota and Saudi Arabia comes out at the same time as Celtic confirm that Marco Tilio has been signed. I think it'd be unfair on Tilio, uh, who has played in Australia but is inexperienced in terms of European football and certainly uh, domestic football here in Scotland. Uh, let him settle in and let Brendan Rodgers see what he can do. But I don't think that you can equate... Marco Tilio as the replacement for Jota. It's just a coincidence. Yeah, with the money involved in the Jota deal, you look at the deal for Marco Tilio, we don't know an exact figure. Melbourne City came out and said it was a record sale for the yeah. A-League, but the record sale before that was around two million Australian dollars, which only works out at around one million pounds. Yeah. So it could be anywhere north of one million pounds, one and a half million pounds. Is that the type of deal that you would expect to replace a player like Jota or would you expect no. Brendan Rodgers to go back out and spend the money that they would get for this deal? If it goes ahead, we should caveat it with that. Yeah, but even if it doesn't go ahead, Celtic are a cash-rich football club and Brendan Rodgers is not here to be an Ange Postacoglu tribute act. Uh, he's not here to necessarily pick all the players that Ange would have done. He's here to make his own imprint on the club. And if Celtic didn't make big signings between now and the start of the season, I would be astonished. And I think the fans would be entitled to be extremely disappointed. Well, thank you to Paul. 01419511025 is the number Brian in Stirling has dialed. Brian, how are you feeling about the potential departure of Jota? Players come, players go. Twice in my life, employees that have broke my heart. One of them was Kenny Dalglish. And one of them was Henry Larson. The thing is, good football player as he is, he is about to make something really, really special for his life happen. And he's also going to recoup money and, and then some by a distance 
into Celtic's model. It's, it's the player model, sell them on, when make them good and sell them on. Everybody in that team is for sale, apart from Calmac. Everybody that has got a value on them, and if the buyer comes in and makes enough money, they're for sale. But that is a good thing. That is not a fault. That is a design. The guys who run Celtic have done their due diligence in projecting for years what they can possibly do for the best for Celtic. This deal, if it goes through as all the um, is credible um, that, that he's going to leave and he's going to go where he's going to go and for the amount he's going to go, that is a fabulous thing for Celtic. And losing a player, we will lose players all the time. We will always, and I've said this recently because we lost the manager and we gained another great manager. The only thing, the only thing that stays is the Celtic supporters. And the Celtic supporters need to adjust with the board, with the club, if we want to advance and we want to evolve the way that we want to evolve because we don't have the money that Sky's putting in down south. So we need to imprint ourselves in Europe as everybody's putting forward. I want to stay domestically um, champions, number one. So that needs a business model that is better than the money that's coming in from the outsources. Even buying tops and even all that won't sustain us in a, a league going forward financially. You're, yes. you're right to, to bring up Kenny Dalglish and Henrik Larsson. Um, at the time of both of those deals, people thought Celtic Park would fall down. Uh, but, you know, life goes on, club goes on, uh, success is repeated. Uh, and you're right again, Brian, that as I said at the very start, this is not money that Celtic can turn down. It's not money that Jota can turn down. You know, Celtic have a moral responsibility. If they're happy with the transfer fee, they have a moral responsibility to let Jota uh, make himself a very rich man. Yeah, is this just a deal that suits all parties? Because yeah. obviously Celtic will be you know, more than doubling their money on Jota with the way it works. And then for Jota, I've seen some arguments on social media of people saying, well, why would he go to Saudi Arabia? And people talking about footballing ambition. But the figures that are being talked about, which are close to £200,000 a week, that's it's generational wealth you're talking about. Yeah. It's setting up your family for years and years and years to come. And yes, look, he'll be earning a very handsome salary at Celtic, but it's the type of thing you can't really pass up, is it? People never ask themselves this question. What would you do if it was you? What would you do if somebody offered to pay you money on a weekly basis that would alter your life forever? And the answer is you would take it. Um, is that your plug for Saudi Super Scoreboard out there to offer you a deal? The, the minute they offer me that kind of money, I'll be seeing you, Andrew. Well, I'll give you the lift there, actually. I'll be fine. You'll need a lift there, so I'll see if there's any jobs going while you're there. But thank you very much to Brian. Still plenty to get our teeth into tonight. Lots happening. Of course, Celtic have made that signing of Marco Tilio. There's the retirement of Aaron Moy. Rangers fans, what do you make of the news that your club have agreed a fee with Cremonese for Serial Dessers? And, of course, the fixtures came out today as well. So any thoughts on any of these topics? 0141 951 1025. Are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans here with me Andrew McLean on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard we want you to get involved as well 0141-951-1025 loads happening across the board today a lot of it happening at Celtic of course because 
There is that news of Jota and whether he's away to Saudi Arabia. There was the one very early this morning that came out about Aaron Moy's retirement. Was that one that surprised you, Hugh? Not entirely. Um, these players have to impress Brendan Rodgers now. When Ange Postecoglou brought in Aaron Moy, he had an absolute purple patch at Celtic where he was just a, you know, a fine footballer. But I don't think he has the mobility that Brendan Rodgers is looking for. And I do think that there may have been a conversation between Brendan Rodgers and Aaron Moy uh, uh, and the manager may have said to him, look, to be perfectly honest, you're not going to get a lot of game time under me. But, uh, this is all guesswork on Doesn't my mean part. he needs to hang up his boots completely though, does no, it, at the age but, of 32? But perhaps he's in a position where, a financial position where, he can do that. Yeah, he did spend a couple of years in China before Celtic. I'm sure he was on a good wage there. Also, having interviewed Aaron Moy a few times, he, he's, I wouldn't say he's the type of person that loves the limelight. I think mm. he'd be quite happy just having a, a quiet life away from football. And when you played for Celtic in your final season and you've been part of a treble winning side, are you really interested in dropping down a level or two levels? Uh, so he's going out on a high. He always had a very successful career, was good at Huddersfield and Brighton, won almost 60 caps for Australia, was at a couple of World Cups, but what had maybe evaded him was those trophies and that sort of tangible success yeah. and going out with a treble is quite a way to end your career. Well, you know, some people want to go out on a high and not spoil what has gone before. Now, I have to assume, and again it's guesswork, I have to assume that he's in a, in a financial position where that is possible. He's in a position where he's thinking I'm not going to drop down too far I'm certainly not going to drop a league uh, and I'm not interested in going for example down to a club in England in the championship or whatever so he has chosen his moment and he has had that experience of being at Celtic and being successful there it's potentially another spot in the squad that Brendan Rodgers now needs to fill as well because yes, they've brought in a midfielder in Odin Thiago Holmes so yep. potentially he is the one that will come in and fill that place in the squad for Aaron Moy or potentially Brendan Rodgers might have to go out and you know beef up that area of the park again. I think the most important thing now or the most intriguing thing for the Celtic fans is what Brendan Rodgers does next because we all know there is money there with or without... Jota going to uh, Saudi Arabia so there's money there and Brendan Rodgers will want to make I am sure a big statement between now and the start of the season in terms of the transfer market Well it was one Australian out for Celtic today but it was another one that came in Marco Tilio has signed a five year deal after moving from Melbourne City it breaks the record for the biggest A-League sale ever I did say it wasn't wasn't too big I think it was only around a million pounds before that so the fee is somewhere over that he's an Australian with five international caps already at the age of 21 I think scored was it 10 goals uh, last season another young player being added to the Celtic ranks well again you know they come in uh, who'd, who'd heard of Abada really and Abada came in and hit the ground running Jota obviously having played at a decent level at Benfica uh, but again we didn't know that much about him all of those signings have come in and been impressive from the off but there's so much choice for Brendan Rodgers and I, at the risk of sounding like a broken record he will add to that with players that he wants and the money is there 
This is another sign of the link between Celtic and the City Football Group as well because mm-hmm. Melbourne City are the City Football Group side that are in Australia. Of course, they, they have plenty of links with Manchester City and, and all that. So this is just another one of those deals that Celtic will hope will be successful off the back of that because we've seen many that have been successful. Ange Postacoglu, his arrival at the club was a big one of those. Yeah, uh, but I am sure that Brendan Rodgers came into Celtic and remember his press conference was only last Friday, but I'm sure he came into Celtic for the second time knowing exactly who he wanted to bring to the club and knowing because Desmond had assured him the money was there. So I just wait now for Brendan Rodgers to make one, two, maybe even more big signings. Well, before we speak to Stephen in Eldersley, let's hear a bit more about Marco Tilio. We've been speaking to Australian football expert Sasha Pisani, who's got the lowdown on him. He can be, you know, quite direct running at defenders. He can play on the left and uh, and the right. But, you know, there's talk now if Jota might be going to Saudi Arabia, might be a spot opening up for him. But, he, you know, he's adaptable across across that front three. Great with the ball of his feet. Quick, you know, he'd get battered. Some physical stuff he came in for, but he just got straight back up and would attack defenders and, you know, cause all kinds of problems. So that will, you know, hold him in good stead for the move to Celtic and, you know, European football. The sky's the limit for him. He's probably been the brightest, you know, shining light in the in the A leagues this season. Um, and he yeah, he just looks ready to to really blossom abroad. So the fees sort of been banded around. Um, I think it's quite a bargain in in, in this market. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five to get involved. Stephen is a Celtic fan in Eldersley. Stephen, so much going on at your club today. What has stood out for you? Hi, it's just the the situation with Jordan Aaron Moy leaving the club. Yeah, I don't think it's such a great big deal. The club is always the main thing. The centre of every wheel is the club. The tyres are the players. Tyres will run down, players will go. And I don't think Jota, if if Jota's only cash-orientated, we haven't got to Saudi. But Celtic should make some decent cash on it. And it's a shame to see Aaron Moy hanging up his boots. You're making it sound with respect, Stephen, as if uh, Jota is being manipulative here. You, Stephen, or any other Celtic-supporting man or woman would take the money that Jota has allegedly been offered, £10 million per season. I mean, you know, who among us would say, oh, no, I'd rather stay here? I mean, be fair to Jota. I'm not blaming Jota at all. The cash is there, we would all do it. But if he's got a football brain in him, surely he's got to stay at Celtic or in Europe. The thing is, Stephen, with the with the sheer money that's being offered, and I, I get the argument that fans will want players to love the club as much as they do. But as a player who's come from Portugal, has been at Celtic for a couple of years, if he's being offered the chance to earn, I don't know, nine times his wage and go and play football for a few years. Can you not see that side of the argument about why he would want to move over there instead of stay at Celtic or go to another club? 100%. Potentially, if it's only cash, go. If it's a footballing situation, then I don't think it's a great move for Jota. Do these figures almost sort of transcend footballing decisions, yeah, Hugh? Is do, it? Yeah. Because it's, it is astronomical money we're talking about yeah. here. Uh, you know, Stephen is coming at it from the, the, the purest angle, if you like. Oh, he's going over to a country where the league is not great. Uh, that is certainly the case. 
Uh, it is the work of the, the Saudi government to try and change that because they're backing a lot of the, the clubs in the, the Saudi Pro League and they want to make it one of the best leagues in the world. So that may be four, five, six years in the making. But in the meantime, Jota is being offered something that will never, ever come his way in Britain or in Europe. Uh, uh, a scale of earnings that he could never hope to get in Britain or on the continent. And he, at the age of 24, is apparently willing to do that. And I do not think that there can be an argument against what he's doing. Stephen, you mentioned about players being disposable. If you look at the way that Celtic have handled the departure of Josip Juranovic with Alistair Johnson coming in and then with Giacomakis leaving and O coming in, are you quite confident that Celtic will make the right moves and being able to replace Jota and continue the success they've had? I'm 100% certain they will. And I think with Brendan coming back, I'm like more Celtic fans when he left. I was a bit disappointed. But I think he's coming back. He's probably the best man for the job at the moment. And I'm sure the wheels will keep turning and we'll stay at the top. Well, there's no reason to suspect otherwise, given the squad that uh, Brendan Rodgers has inherited, even if he loses Jota. Uh, and he must have signing targets in mind. We don't know them. He'll play his cards close to his chest. That's his prerogative. But he must have been given assurances by Dermot Desmond about the level of spending that could take place. And I believe that he came into Celtic with the names written down. And it's a matter of Celtic putting these deals in place for Brendan Rodgers. And I would have to imagine, given the money that's there, that they will be spectacular. Well, thank you to Stephen. Let's turn our attentions to Rangers because another big story coming out of Rangers today is that they've agreed a fee with Cremonese for striker Cyril Dessers. He got 10 goals last season. He was also a couple of seasons ago the top goal scorer in the Europa Conference League as well. He seems to really have been Michael Beale's top target as a number nine this summer and it's been quite a a drawn out process in trying to agree a fee but it looks today as if Rangers and Cremonese have finally got their cue well the way that uh, Michael has gone about his business is very intriguing you know he's got players there who are looking for a way back they've gone uh, off the rails as uh, in terms of their career and he wants to bring them back like it started with Cantwell and Cantwell has been Terrific for Rangers and you know Jack Butland, the new goalkeeper. There's a recurring theme here, and players have lost their way. And Michael Beale is very determined that he can bring them together, and he can create a side that can overtake Celtic. Now it's a very bold, brave philosophy, uh, and only time will tell. But uh, he is certainly going all the way in terms of trying to get strikers and uh, Cyril Dessers from Cremonese uh, clearly is one that he believes in implicitly. 01419511025 is the number Stuart in Rutherglen has dialed. Stuart, what do you make of that news today that Cyril Dessers looks to be on his way to Rangers? Yeah, I'm looking thanks for taking my call. I'm looking forward to the season. Um, yeah, very optimistic. Can't wait for the, the season to start, panel. 
Um, I'm absolutely buzzing. I just like to ask uh, Hugh a wee question, if possible, please. On you go. Um, Hugh, I remember you saying um, when Brendan Rodgers his first stint at Celtic that as long as far as I can remember, you said as long as Brendan Rodgers is in charge, Rangers won't win anything. Uh, do you still stick by that, or do you change your mind? Uh, remember I was talking about things as they were going on at that time and uh, I said that for as long as uh, Brendan was at Celtic Celtic would be ahead of Rangers and Brendan won seven trophies out of seven therefore I was factually correct now he's back and I would maintain Stuart that he has a level of cash and a level of player already at the club that make him favourite to maintain that uh, domination of Rangers so uh, ahead of the season beginning I would say that yes Brendan Rodgers is the favourite to win the title Favourite okay um, do you not think um, the Celtic are not, listen I can see from my perspective being a Rangers fan I think we are getting stronger um, in every department I mean we're solid in uh, midfield I'd like to see a couple of Defenders coming in and the looks of things, Michael Beals um, sorting out the, um, the attack. Stuart, um, you said you're feeling really optimistic about the season ahead. There's obviously a lot of sort of upheaval at Rangers with players leaving, you know, the likes of Morelos and Kent, a lot of new players coming in. What is it that gives you the confidence that all these moves are, are going to work out and it's going to be a successful season? Just changes with. Um, the bit, probably the best thing that happened is um, Alfredo Morales leaving. Ryan Kent has been going downhill as well. Do you know what I mean? So freshened up the squad. Um, I'm I'm really opt- optimistic. Looking forward to it. Can't wait. I'm buzzing for buzzing for the season. Yeah, all fans are entitled to be super optimistic at this particular juncture. Tomorrow's the first of July. It's August the fifth that matters. Uh, so we'll see what Celtic do in the transfer market, what Rangers do between now and then. Uh, but, you know, you're absolutely entitled to your optimism. Uh, and when the games start to get played, we'll find out what's what then. Well, thank you to Stuart. I'll need to leave that there because I need to tell you about this. Oh, you're kidding me on. Oh, thank you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The Cash Register. Yes, it's a double rollover. The cash register went to five rings again. Remember, answer your phone within five rings and now it's your chance to win £31,123 on Monday when we make the next call. But you need to be in the draw. Enter now. Text YES to 61025. That's Y-E-S to 61025. If you get a call from us after 3pm on Monday, answer within five rings and make sure you know the correct cash register amount. Texts are £2 plus your standard network rate. Online entry is £2 or call 0330-880-4523. Calls are sta- uh, charged at the standard network rate. Over 18s only. Entries since Tia 1 on Wednesday have rolled over. All the rules for this Hits Radio Network Scotland competition are on our website. Text YES to 61025 for your chance to win £31,123. Good luck. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader. Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans here with me, Andrew McLean, and you can still get involved. 01419511025 on the phones, or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. Another story today, Hugh, regarding Scottish football and your favourite TV show. Oh, Love Island. Really. Uzi C, striker for uh, Edinburgh City. Yeah. He's going to be missing out on some pre season because he's away to the Love Island villa. Where well, is he? I'm more burnt island in the caravan site. <laughs> you know, I mean, they've got a friendly against Hibs tomorrow. Yeah, well, I'd be sacking him right away. Uh, uh, the club seem on board with it. I think they've given him permission. They actually tweeted him good luck today. So I, th- I think it's the type of thing in the modern era that they maybe see as, as quite good coverage and good PR. But last season they were FC Edinburgh and this season they're now Edinburgh City again so they clearly don't know what they're doing. That's true, he's a striker. There's a joke in there about scoring that I won't make in this family show. 01419511025 on the phones. John is a Celtic fan in Proven Mill. John, what's on your mind tonight? Good evening Andrew and good evening Mr Legend Hugh Evans. Well, John, nice (laughs) to hear from you. Hi, Hugh. Burnt Island's a lovely place. I went there many times to my dad's caravan. Brilliant. Good. Anyway, guys, Marco Tilio signing Celtic. Uh, I've watched a bit of this guy, obviously the YouTube things and things like that. But I know another guy who's actually watched the boys in Australia, etc. And by the way, I think this, this guy's going to light up the uh, league. Now, he's play right now, he's going to laugh at this very much so. But he's play, he's still a play, his motions and that. Now, here we go. Like, see a messy kind of type of guy runs at defenders right, drops his shoulders in, and, he, and he sees passes No I pressure watch, Marco Tilio No no no, pre- no pressure Marco Tilio Andrew correct but if you watch the boy he sees passes heads down and it, like the wee bit now the, the goals and like that so no I, I do think Celtic's done a fantastic piece of business here guys So uh, I think so, so, John I'll stop you because this happens quite a lot where people compare players to other players but just in style of play right yeah. and then people jump on it and say oh you're saying they're as good as him yeah. and that that's something that always annoys me because you can compare a player in terms of style of play and if he's cutting in on his left foot and he's small and he's quick then he maybe does remind John of Lionel Messi John's not saying he's as good <laughs> as Lionel Messi well, but I'm sure people will tweet us and tell us what they think I have made more than one outrageous statement on this programme before but John has himself a scoop because he's the first man in the country and possibly the last man in the country ever to mention Marco Tilio and Lionel Messi in the same sentence. John, if you've got this one right, I will remember this call forever. And you can maybe take me to Burn Ireland a wee, a wee, a wee <laughs> But no, guys, I do, I do think, right, I'm quickly before I finish it, uh, uh, Andrew, uh, Jota, nobody in their right mind, nobody, as you say to anybody who comes on this radio show, and turns around and says, ah, you should think about Europe and Greenland. Listen, this man's getting life-changing money. Mm. He's got to go. He's, he's 24 years of age. He's got a family, etc. his future. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, you're all, absolutely all the correct. Way, all, all the way, Hugh. All yeah, the way. Honestly, he's the best policy on this one, John. You know, there's not a soul. Even those who'll be desperately sad to see him go when or if it's all completed, there's not a soul who could truthfully say, why is he doing that? Well, there are 10 million reasons per year why he's doing that. And 200,000 a week as well. But uh, John, just in terms of, you know, if that money does come in for Celtic and for Brendan Rodgers, what would you like to see him do with that? I've got to agree with you, Hugh Cavins tonight. 
Celtic have got Celtic have got cash. They've got big money sitting in their Champions League and money they've had from sales previous, right? But with this money injection from Jota, I think he was right. I think Brendan Rodgers coming back. You know, Brendan came here. Now you've had guys on this show, uh, Celtic fans as well, and obviously the, the rivalry the Rangers fans say about Brendan this, Brendan that. Brendan came here and lit this place up, right, seven out of seven. Went down to England, done good, done all right. FA Cup. Now, for somebody to go down there and do that, it's, it's a big, it's a big uh, ask to do that. But coming back here, I think he was right. I think you'll see Celtic go out and bring. I mean, Brendan's got a good. He's been down there. I think he's got a good eye for the player. I think he will. He, he spend that money wisely. And as Hugh said as well, Dermot Desmond. Before that man's put any ink on any paper, he's been guaranteed. This is what, if you ask what you want. There's your budget. There's a, the, the wage structure. We'll get him. I think. I think. I. I think it's going to be a, a really, really good season for Celtic. Listen, I'm not decrying Rangers, but about uh, Michael Beals bringing in players. I. I think he's shopping at a wee different market right enough from Celtic. So, again, it's all about on the day. And uh, but I think Celtic will bring in quality. John, very much. if we focus on Dermot Desmond in the past, when Dermot Desmond wanted Martin O'Neill to come into the club, the first thing he did was bankroll Martin O'Neill to the tune of £20 million plus to bring in the John Hartsons and the Chris Suttons uh, and the Alan Thompsons and Neil Lennon. Uh, and when Dermot Desmond wanted Ronnie Dyla to be replaced by Brendan Rodgers, he made sure that he bankrolled him straight away. And history keeps coming back to me. When Ange Postacoglu left, the shockwaves had hardly gone away before Dermot Desmond took control of this whole thing and said, right, I want Brendan Rodgers back here. A man who wasn't intent on going back to football anywhere for a year or so and was more inclined to stay in his holiday home in Spain. But Dermot Desmond has driven this particular deal all the way and the money is there. And with the greatest respect to Marco Tilio, he is loose change compared to the kind of money I expect Celtic to spend between now and the start of the season. You think Celtic are going to make big signings, two or three big signings. What yeah. makes a big signing for Celtic in this transfer window? In what does that look like? In terms of hard cash? Uh, uh, in terms of whether it's money or stature or... They've got to be uh, players of a certain calibre. Uh, I'm, I'm not talking about breaking the record transfer fee but players in the 8, 9, 10 million pound department uh, simply to underline the fact that Celtic do have money underline the fact that Celtic are intent on maintaining their domination both uh, domestically and in terms of making an impression in Europe and they really need to work hard because their profile in Europe is nothing anymore if Dermot Desmond wants all of that then the money is there and Brendan Rodgers knows that because it's been part of the discussions that they've had. John Hughes mentioned fees of eight, nine, ten million pounds. Is that the, the type of fees you would expect to see Celtic spending this summer? I totally agree with you. That's the figures I was thinking when Hughes was thinking about that there. In my head, I was thinking about I'm going to, at ten million pounds, I think Celtic will go out and get a calibre of player at ten million. Maybe, maybe stretch it to twelve million. If the player's right, the deal's right, and that guy can come in and enhance that team tenfold and whatever we can build up and about him, without a doubt. 
And the last few things before I go on to what we think of you, Hugh, you know what I'm talking about. Are you ever going to come back up and visit your flank again, uh, Hugh, up to his, his work again? Because it was a nice few night one time he's come up, remember? Oh, I, I remember it well. Uh, and, uh, well, I I follow his instructions. When he tells me I have to appear, I appear. Well, thank you to John. Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for on the phones tonight. But just in terms of what you were saying there, Celtic will hope with their recruitment, you'd think that they wouldn't need to go out and spend those huge fees if they can do the recruitment right. Or maybe there are certain players out there that they think are worth the money. So it could be a case of making those big statement signings or they might end up doing it in a way that they have done over the last couple of seasons where they haven't gone out and spent... Ten million pounds in a player, but they found players for the right fees that have improved the team. Again, my impression is that you can take Marco Tilio and you can take Odin Tiago home, and you can pay for the two of them out of the compensation money Celtic got from Spurs for Ange Postecoglou, and you'll still get change back. Therefore, they haven't touched the money that's in the bank, and if Jota goes to Saudi Arabia that adds to the money that's in the bank. If you're going to be serious about doing something in Europe, if you are intent on maintaining your domestic superiority, then what is wrong with bringing in a calibre of player that makes the Celtic fans gasp? Didn't think we could get someone like that. And I think that's what Brendan Rodgers wants to do. I think what Dermot Desmond wants Brendan Rodgers to do. And if they haven't made one or two big signings, I'll be astonished. Well, what a busy day it has been in Scottish football. So much so that the fixtures came out today. Normally, that's the type of thing you'd probably talk about at the top of the show. It's barely even had a mention here. Well, uh, September the 3rd, uh, Rangers versus Celtic at Ibrox. That's the title decider. Uh, Thereafter, we can just take the rest of the season off. Well, thank you very much for listening in tonight. Thank you for your calls and thank you for your tweets as well. Thank you very much to Hugh Keevans as well in the studio. We will be back all of next week, of course. I'll be back in the studio on Monday night from six o'clock, so make sure to join us then. I'm sure next week will be just as busy as this week has been. So many stories to keep us going across the summer. I'm sure there'll be plenty more transfers happening. I think Rangers are back in training today. Celtic are back in training next week. And then it's all about where the teams go on their pre-season training camps and friendlies and all sorts. So looking forward to all that from next week, Monday from six o'clock. But stick around tonight because it is the only way to kick off your weekend. It's the GBX.